Welcome to this week's Henchman of Comics. I'm Alex Ashback. And I am 30 seconds sober. How are you, buddy? Doing pretty good about yourself. Uh, I'm very happy to be here. Like I, uh, I get to find out whether or not I have a job soon, so that's good. Always exciting. Uh, yeah, my company went through a merger, so we'll see. So that's where I'm at. Uh, for yeah. those of you that were uh, listening in, I don't want to put you through the ringer. My brother has recovered from covid He's not dead. Hey. He's alive. Yeah, so yeah. everything's good. He's not dead, and you might be unemployed. The scales have to be balanced. Yeah, you know what? If that's what it takes, uh, I'll take that bullet. Yeah. Uh, well, nothing like that is exciting happening to me. Uh, I know for me, like, I don't work for, like, five days, and my boss will email me every, like, 40 minutes with something new to work on, and I don't work again for five more days. So it's not a bad situation. Uh, my work situation has been very peculiar lately and it's been able to let me do a lot of other stuff kind of while I'm working. Like I'll just have like TV shows and stuff just playing in the background while I'm working yeah. because there's nothing for me to do right now. Tending to your grow operation. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. I, I need a side hustle. If anybody out there has a side hustle, let what, me know. I'm with down. your surname, like you already have, I mean, a great title for hundreds of businesses. My last name is Golden, uh, Golden Chef. Um, yes. I don't think that's been done yet. Golden, golden Buds. You can put Golden, golden Buds out of business. Oh, man, yeah. Screw that weed shop. Yeah. I will create my own weed shop. As Suck everyone's dreams. Because there's, there's very few in our state. Yeah, uh, Oklahoma just uh, got legalized for medicinal a few years ago and now there's only like four or five on every street corner yeah. so there's I only think the one for still every growing. two people in the state <laughs> anyway uh, what are we talking, so we're talking about, about this week we're talking about extraction the netflix film starring chris hemsworth directed by sam hargraves uh it's based off the graphic novel see you dodd written by andy's parks and the russo brothers oh before we get into that, is there any news that we have to talk about this week we didn't talk about that in our pre-show meeting. Nothing we I can think of. Showed each other the weird growths on our penises. I can't think. I literally can't think of any news at all. I guess it's it's been two weeks. Um, I got I got at least one. Uh, okay. DC is no longer with Diamond. Oh yeah, which yeah. Which means there's like multiple new comic book days every week now. Yeah, which is annoying. The Tuesday Wednesday. Yeah. DC for Tuesday and Diamond for Wednesday. Yeah, that's dumb. Which why didn't they just make it the same fucking day i know i know it's stupid yeah dc is doing a bunch of interesting shit um penguin publishing uh from penguin books is going to be doing all their graphic novels from here on out so maybe we'll have alex and i can stop pulling out our hair about all the bullshit dc graphic They'll novels. probably wait three years now to put it a paperback three years of hardcover straight <laughs> god damn for a book they canceled after three issues yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to read the next bit of uh, Grant Morrison's Green Lantern, anyways. Uh, I, I'm behind on a lot of DC series be, because of that reason. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yep. Anything that I want to read, I am, I am years behind. Not even yeah. like months. Like I am straight up years because it's all hardcover yeah. first. Yeah, I don't. I didn't want to collect Batman Volume One through Eleven on paperback, and then all of a sudden have Volume Twelve be hardcover. 
for a year. No fucking kidding. Um, I think something that I want to do, and we didn't discuss this pre-show, but I feel like I, you know, I'm going to the store now. I went to the get comic books yesterday for the first time in fuck if I could tell you how long, a couple months. So I think I'm just going to start like a number ones collection, the quarantine number ones, and then we'll have like a number ones thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Anyways, extraction. Netflix film starring Chris Hemsworth, directed by Sam Hargrave, based off the graphic novel, See You, Dodd. Uh, Joe Russo was one of the writers of the graphic novel. Joe Russo also wrote the screenplay as well for this. Wait, there's uh, more news. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I can't remember whatever the news was. I didn't I write it down. You said you had one piece. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I have fucking anything else. Uh, so what do you know about Extraction going into it? I knew that Chris Hemsworth was in it. Yeah, that's really uh, about it for me. I didn't watch the trailer on purpose. Uh, and I was planning on watching it anyways, regardless of its graphic novel connection. Uh, oh, yeah. But I, the story, I want to say, is fairly simple. We see it's about this mercenary who goes to India to mm-hmm. extract this kid who is kidnapped from a drug dealer and make, make sure he's safe. Uh, his Kidnapped father is in jail. A, he's a he's a drug lord's kid. Yeah, so yeah, his father's in jail for being uh, a drug lord as well. Obviously imprisoned. Uh, but the Do movie you know, opens that's with that's why he went to jail. Maybe it was like tax fraud. It might have been that or jaywalking. Uh, <laughs> I hear but, the crimes in Bangladesh are severe for jaywalking. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, the movie opens with Chris Hemsworth uh, on the shootout on the bridge. And then we flash back to the very beginning. And I, I personally hate when any sort of media opens with like the ending or the middle of the film. It doesn't just open at the beginning. But after watching it, I kind of understood why they did it. Because after that, you don't see Chris Hemsworth again for another good like 20 minutes, I feel like. Yeah, it's like 10, but yeah. I mean, you got to get, get your hunk in immediately. And then... And he's also the only known name for American audiences for the film as well, too. Incorrect. For probably most Western audiences, I believe. Incorrect. No, there's another, but he doesn't uh, yes. show up until way later in the film. Yep, that is accurate. Uh, we'll get and to he that. was an absolute shock when I saw his ass in this. Same here, but we'll, we'll get to that later. Uh, but we open up with uh, the Dark Lord's son, Avi, uh, going to, we see him going to school. How do you pronounce that again? Avi, I believe. O-V-I. Oh, are you sure? Yeah, I'm not positive, too, because they never really said each other's names very much in the film. No, like uh, almost never. Yeah. So I, I had to look up, like, what Chris Hemsworth's character's name was, uh, and it was Tyler. I thought his name was Extraction. Uh, well, because, because they, they hardly ever say their names, so. It, yeah, yeah. Like, I forgot it. I forgot, but like, I couldn't remember, like, while I was watching the movie, and I was actively paying attention. Uh, but we see him going to school, hanging out with his friends. Uh, going home. Chris Hemsworth? Uh, yes, Chris Hemsworth. Uh, <laughs> and then he sneaks out of his house, goes to a club with his friends. Where he and his friends go up in the back to smoke a joint. The cops come up, they drop the joint. The cop's like, no, it's okay, it's okay, it's all cool, don't worry about it. And the cop just shoots his friend in the head. And I was like, oh, yeah. wow. Marijuana, not even once. Yeah. If you smoke weed, your friend is going to get murdered in front of your eyes. That's why the death toll in Oklahoma is rising. Uh, <laughs> but... Like I was like I was like oh this is a lot more visceral and darker than I expected. Like I don't yeah. know why I thought I kind of expected 
like an 80s, like PG-13 like type action film uh, going into it. But this this wasn't that film at all. Uh, Sam Hargrave, this is his Did you first- expect The Running Man? Yeah, I wish. Expect- so, uh, that would actually be awesome. Aren't they doing a sequel to The Running Man? I don't know. It's based off a Stephen King book that had no sequel as far as I know. Uh, but- Does that stop people from doing Castle Rock? Oh, don't get me started on Castle Rock. It sucks uh, so bad. And can we just make the next season uh, the Running Man just sequel? That'd be great for the whole season. Yeah, yeah. Or, 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 or have it be the TV movie. Just, just that exactly. Uh, but this is Sam Hargrave's first feature film that he's directed. Uh, he's best known for being the stunt coordinator on the Avengers films, on Captain America: Civil War. Is he uh, known for that though? Yeah, I mean that, 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 that's his background. Uh, and I would say it showed in this film because I would say the plot was a, a paper thin plot, but the, the action scenes were pretty top notch for this film. The action scenes were really good. Yeah. Like they were the kinds of scenes to where like, if I was looking at my phone, like I would put my phone down to watch the action scenes play out. Um, and there was one in particular where they did like the single shot trick, kind of like you see like in the daredevil, uh, every season. Uh, but it was in a car with Tyler Rake, Chris Hemsworth's character, driving in a car uh, through this crowded uh, city street. And it, it, it was great. It was literally a fantastic scene. Uh, kept trying to, like, turn right, but swooping cars coming in, camera panning back to see cars exploding behind him, panning back to the front to see getting cut off and then banking a hard left. Uh, it, it was really if, well done. Alex, if you like those uh, kinds of shots and things, I've got bad news for you. You're a massive fan of the Fast and the Furious series. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe I, I didn't realize it, but like this, this awakened something in me. I didn't realize I need to go watch the Fast and Furious. Now, generally, I do not like car chase scenes in films at all. Uh, but I, I thought this was really well done. Uh, next week on the History of Comics, we'll be talking about every Fast and the Furious movie. <laughs> No, it'll never happen. I'll die before that happens. Uh, what so about you? This brings me to my, to my first... Oh, go ahead. Ask your question. I was going to ask you, what were some of your favorite action bits from this film? Uh, so one thing that I really liked is that Chris Hemsworth is constantly double-tapping his victims, uh, which are the corrupt police, which is very uh, timely to watch a bunch of really corrupt, awful gangster police get theirs. Yeah. Uh, but he's always double-tapping them. So, you know, I started wondering... Uh, do you think that his character has seen the movie Zombieland and then, you know, he kind of got inspired to like shoot uh, all these Naturally, twice? this film was heavily inspired by Zombieland, clearly. Yeah. So uh, that, that led me to my next question was, does the military show Zombieland to new recruits? <laughs> <laughs> hopefully. Ho- ho- hopefully it's in their recruitment pitch. Yeah, and uh, then my life, <laughs> yeah, it should be. If it's not, it needs to be. Uh, how much of this film do you think that we owe to Zombieland? A hundred percent. This is, yeah. in my opinion, the true sequel to Zombieland. Actually, this is a sequel to a different movie. Um, it's a sequel to Slumdog Millionaire. And it's definitely a Slumdog Millionaire sequel because the guy that's in prison, the dad, is 100% Slumdog. Mr. Millionaire himself. You know, I don't remember that movie that well, but I'm not sure his name was Slumdog Millionaire. <laughs> that's why they called that dude. What, what a weird so, coincidence that like his name was millionaire. Then he had a chance to win a million dollars. 
you're so racist right now that you don't think that his name was Slumdog Millionaire? Uh, you did mention double tapping and the guns, though. <laughs> I, I don't know anything about guns, but to me, it felt like the gunplay in this was a lot more realistic than it is in most films. Like, even the way they carried the guns, like, when they weren't firing. They yeah, had them oh, at the ready, uh, with the hip guard or at the over at the shoulder. The way they moved when they fired. Like you mentioned, like the double tapping, like quick tap down below and a tap to the head just to make sure. Yeah, or double body shot. Like, oh, this guy's down, but I'm going to make sure with one more. And um, only that too, but, constant reloading of the of the clips in the magazines. Yeah, and he's like constantly like looking at it, which in a lot of movies when we were kids, I remember my parents talking about, oh, that's not realistic. He definitely couldn't fire 800 bullets and never reload, yeah. which is true. Yeah. Which... I mean, this is also a fantasy movie, so why are we judging that? But it's also a nice ad. Yeah, I agree. They definitely caught. Uh, but I think this movie is a perfect example why every single American needs to own armor-piercing bullets. <laughs> yes, because we are constantly in firefights in, in India. <laughs> uh, in Bangladesh, specifically. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, what? What do you have against Bangladesh, Alex? Nothing. I've never been. I'd like, I'd like to go one day. I want you to point it to me on a map. Let okay. the record show that Alex is pointing to Guam on the map. I always get that too confused. Tomato, <laughs> tomato, as I say. <laughs> There's even that scene too, which when he was fighting in the apartment, and he has the broken rake, and he takes the guy's head and shoves like his eyes over the rake, like. We don't see, obviously, the eyes insert through the rake, but, like, you still feel it. Like, it was that moment, uh, kind of like in, like, that Reservoir Dog moment. Like, you don't see the violence, but, like, the director still does a good job making you feel, like, the violence that happens in the film. Yeah. It kind of, like, leaves you on edge. Like, my first thought was, like, oh, my God, is the owner of this apartment going to get his safety deposit back? Like, I really Naturally. hope so. Yeah. We, we don't, I mean, there was a giant exposed hole in the wall with exposed brick. But I'm sure they had renter's insurance. Uh, uh, let the record show that that was the greatest joke I've ever told on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the thing about Rape's character is that he just never gets a break in the film. There was like Wait, one moment. Do you think that that, that is a call out, like a callback to his name? The fact that he shoved somebody's oh, wow, face yeah. on I, the rape? Yeah. yeah, wow. <laughs> How do you not have a cool 80s action line right there? Yeah. Like Man. rake meet rake. <laughs> say hello to my brother. <laughs> oh, that'd have been perfect. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about the choice to have um, Liam Neeson? I'm sorry, Chris Hemsworth, uh, just have his natural accent the whole way through. I actually enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was fine. Australians can be mercenaries too. They always have to be Americans. I disagree. That's why this movie gets zero stars from me. All mercenaries are Americans. Yeah. Your your nationalism is is a real is really problematic. Uh, <laughs> what I thought was interesting too is uh, oh this caretaker and the who was the subordinate of his father, the drug lord, uh, was Saju. Uh, the actor's name I don't know. First time seeing him, but he ended up bringing Rake over there to attract him. Didn't have the money to pay him. So he tries to kill Rake, so Abu's father won't kill his family. Uh, but they end up teaming up in the end. And I like that as well. I, I thought the actor did a really good job. I thought he played really well of Hemsworth, uh, both when they were fighting each other and then whenever they worked together as well, too. 
does he know that the guy that he hired was an actor? Uh, I'm he sure he the mercenary was actually an actor. Maybe he did. He's like, he's top notch. You know what? He he got his money's worth, which I guess was dollars. You know what? Thor is going to come in here and save the day. Uh, so what do you what do you think of Thor's potential, Christopher's potential as an action movie star? Uh, I thought this was probably my favorite role I've seen him. No, second role I've seen him in <laughs> outside of the Avengers films. Uh, does that include Ghostbusters? Yeah, I'm including Ghostbusters in that. Yeah, I I haven't seen that. Is it good? No. no? Uh, Captain in the Woods takes the cake for my favorite role. He's been outside of the Avengers films or the MCU. Oh, I forgot that he was in that shit. Yeah. Is he the one that like drives the car into the barrier? Uh, yeah. 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 Barrier Boy was his name in that film. Yeah. <laughs> like Bubble Boy in Seinfeld. Exactly. I, I, I wish you were talking about Bubble Boy. Uh, <laughs> Next week on the History of Comics, we're going to break down Bubble Boy, the 25-year-old film. But, like, when was the last time you watched just, like, an action film that wasn't, like, comic book related? Like, this obviously is, but this is, I've got no ties to traditional, like, comic book storytelling. Well, I watched snippets of um, Total Recall this past Sunday. I, I know of snippets uh, of a film on, like, TBS count. <laughs> I probably watched like a, a quarter of the movie. <laughs> the last quarter of the movie was out of my buddy's house. Shit, leave me alone. Oh, I just no, don't think that like, because I don't think there's a lot of good like action films anymore that like are also like other genre films. Well, you have the John Wick franchise and then you have the Fast and Furious franchise, which I don't care for. Uh, but that's really about it. Yeah, I would, I would have to say, I think John Wick 2 was the last action film that I was like, that I watched and also was like, fuck yeah. Well, John Wick 3 is on HBO, I'm pretty sure, so you should check that out too. I should. I'm sure it's yeah. good. Yeah, it is. Uh, I kind of want to see Hotel Artemis, but I the reviews are bad. All the reviews of all these uh, new action flicks are shit. Yeah. Hotel Why do I want to watch was, that? What, what was am okay, I going to subject myself to that? Yeah. So, uh, I, I, w- I don't think Hotel Artemis is like, worth seeking out, but if you have some time to kill, go ahead and watch it. Well, I've got so many other things to watch, like you and I talked about. That yeah, I I like, my, my like free Doom time Patrol. is booked. Yeah, I I need to be doing other things in my free time and not that shit. So, what about you? What's the last great action flick that you saw? Probably John Wick three, honestly. Okay, other than the John Wick trilogy, I I can't remember like outside of like a trilogy outside of like a franchise. Uh, I can't think of one. Okay. When's, uh, what's the last bad one you saw that wasn't comic book related? Then? Great question. I honestly don't know because, like, the like I used to. I feel like when I was a kid and like a teenager, I used to watch a ton of action films. But like, I don't know. I don't know if the genre yeah. has just kind of been replaced yeah. by like genre films and blended together with other stuff, or if it's kind of like died out. Like I've watched stuff like. Banshee that was on Star Trek, which is very much an action show. Uh, I've heard Warrior that was on Cinemax was great as well too. Uh, but as far as like films go, I really can't think of one. No, I can't either. Like maybe it's a dying genre or a dead genre that needs to be revived by something. Maybe, but I don't think this is the film to do it. Unfortunately, I mean I enjoyed it, it for what it was, which was just you know. A, Shoot 'em up action flick. Yeah, I don't think that they go five minutes 
except for the scene with David fucking Harbour, look, look, baby. Look, I was talking about two of the scenes in there. Uh, okay. Let's talk about David Harbour first, because uh, he showed up, and I had no idea he was in the film, and I thought yeah. he was fantastic. Mm-hmm. He was an old friend of Rake's, uh, who was semi-retired out of the game. Uh, he was married, living over there. Uh, he was... He was... This was so much better than Hellboy. Like, this... Until Black Widow comes out, this is the best comic book film that he's been in. I guess he's also in Road to Perdition as well, which is also really good. He's in Road to Perdition? Mm-hmm. I should not watch that movie. Yeah, sorry, not sorry. Hanks be actually act for once and not just be his likable self in every film. <laughs> not just be the Tom Hanks. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. I want to see Tom Hanks as a villain so bad. Then watch uh, The Lady Killers, I guess. He's not really a good guy in Lady Killers. No, 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 no. I mean, like, a good fucking, like... You mean, like, John evil... Travolta in Battlefield Earth? <laughs> exactly. Yep. He'll get there one day. Maybe, that's what, that's maybe what he'll I finally get offered some, of the, some roles like that. He cast okay. himself, so he'll never get that role. Uh, after watching this film, do you have any interest in going back and reading the graphic novel? Not at all. Could okay. not care less. Okay. Could not care less. I also don't. The graphic novel came out in 2014, which I thought was interesting that the Russos were working on a graphic novel like back then. Uh, because when I they were say, working on Avengers in game, well, because I want to say Civil War came out in what 2016. Oh yeah, so they would have been working on Civil War at the time. Uh, no, yeah, no, they were on yeah, War 2016, and they did Winter Soldier, which was 2014. Uh, and they had been just finished off working on Community, I believe, as well, too. So they were working on a bunch of stuff. So it just seems really different from what they're working on at the time. Yeah. And it was an Oni Press uh, book, which is, is the uh, one that is. Go ahead. Is the is the uh, the Russo brother that worked on this the same one that looks like all the impractical jokers jokers mashed together? Uh, I think that's a guy from Ninety Day Fiance. Oh, I've seen that too. Yeah. And that is accurate. Yeah, it is accurate. Oh my yeah. God, it's so accurate. <laughs> um, don't you dare insult the Russos in this podcast. Can I, just I can insult the Impractical Jokers, but not the Russos? Yes, because they were the Russos are just a poor <laughs> community of Dan Harmon. So I will take no slander of the Russos. That's fair. Even so, though that they had everything to do with this movie. I will say, while I enjoyed Extraction, it just made me really miss the days of going to the theater and seeing like a real like comic book movie. Although I say that and we did Bloodshot before this and that was a real comic book movie. Yeah. And I'll say, even before we do the ratings, I'll say this was better than Bloodshot. I mean, where are the days? So this, and I know we talked about it briefly on this podcast, but shoot them up. That old, that old action flick with uh, Clive, Owen. Clive Owen and yeah. uh, Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Fan fucking tastic. It's funny. Yeah. It's got tons and tons of shooting. Yep. All kinds of ridiculous shit. That I felt like would have been a better comic if that was a comic than Extraction. Yeah, I think and maybe it is. Yeah. She don't, is she a comic? No, uh, it's not. Uh, it's based off, I can't remember the writer director's name. He did uh, film 100 Girls in eight days a week. Uh, so Shumup was a bit different for what he's worked on. But like I think Shumup is probably the most underrated action film of all time. I'll go ahead and say that. Uh, of all time? Of all time. Yeah. It's a, it is a great yeah. action flick. 
Yes, most underrated of all time. I agree. Should have won uh, <laughs> an EGOT. Uh, so what would you rate this on a scale of 1 to 10? Are we already there? Are we to the point? We haven't even talked about the bad guys in this movie. Oh, no. Actually, no. I want to give out something else, too. Okay. <laughs> so the David Harbour stuff, David Harbour's great. He ends up betraying him. They get in a fight. The kid kills him. Neat and cool. But the scene before that where Chris Hemsworth like gives his backstory by the kid just asking question after question after question was, I think, just bad writing all around. Like it was just trying to fit in his backstory and like show like why he cares so much. And it was very threadbare. Uh, and the kid clearly has no chill, no, no idea of like social norms or customs. He's like, okay, I'm going to ask you a question about a tragic event in your life. I'm going to ask a follow-up. So you keep thinking about it. And I'm going to keep just digging deeper and deeper. Like it was just so awkward. As I can see that you were visibly and audibly just distraught. Like, let me just keep asking you awful follow-up questions. Yeah. Uh, also spoilers for extraction. <laughs> Ooh, that's the worst we've ever done. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well done. Um, Get ready. Uh, all the angry moms are about to start writing in. They, they do every week. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's true. They're trying to ban us and, and D&D at the same time, Magic the Gathering, because they think that we're all Satanists. Uh, but, or we're all gateway to Satanism, which is really complicated <laughs> in my book. Uh, but really, well, let's talk about the ending. So we go back to the beginning. There's this big firefight, which I think is really cool. But, spoiler alert, basically, like, aside from the kid, everyone ends up dying. Except for the main bad guy. Yeah, and, like, the... What was this What was this lady? She's a badass, too. Chris Hemsworth's, like, partner that, like, she drug him back in. Yeah, I'm going to call her, like, like, his handler, basically. Uh, I don't know what, what her, like, official title would be, but I'll go with handler. Uh, we see... Uh, she's the one that got him on the mission, found the mission, found the whale, as they called it. Uh, but Avi gets away in the helicopter, but Hemsworth turns around, tries to escape, and he just gets shot in the neck and is bleeding out and falls over in the water and dies, as we assume or presume. Uh, and this is a rare film where the main character doesn't end up killing the villain, which is the rival drug lord. Uh, he does get his end. Uh, his handler ends up cornering him in a bathroom and some sort of restaurant and shoots him in the head. I enjoyed that personally. Like, I, 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 I like that because like, this was different. Like, like what would you normally saw? I thought the ending was incredible. Yeah. Uh, I thought the movie was fine, but the ending was great. It was what, like a bowl of fucking frosted flakes, dude. What did you think of the final clip of Avi back at school? We've seen the diving board. We've seen him out from air and there is a, buff white man distance that we assume is Chris Hemsworth watching him. Uh, I could have used, I could have gone with that. You, you, you only see it for like a split second. So yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. I guess it leaves the room open for sequels uh, in case they want to do that. Honestly, uh, I didn't even notice that. So this yeah. is news to well, me. He, uh, the person was out of focus and it was in the depth as well. And it was like half second on the screen. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I hate that, honestly. Just let him be fucking dead. Like, I I know you want to have sequels or the potential. Yeah, for, yeah. I want, I want maybe, 
This does well. I might want a sequel. No, fuck that. We don't have enough one and dones. Uh, sure we do. Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, <laughs> They're already doing a sequel to that. Well, then my ticket is punched. <laughs> Sucker punched. Idris, Idris Elba and Hobbs and the Shaw. And they're <laughs> punching things and throwing witty one-liners. I am there. Yeah, this will very soon become a Hobbs and Shaw podcast. <laughs> uh, okay. Are you are you more of a Hobbs or more of a Shaw? Uh, I am. I am neither. Uh, I am more Exhibit from Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's fair. Okay. So, what would you rate this on a scale of one to ten? Uh, now, now that's yeah. a good spot to do it. Yeah. Now we're there. A uh, six. It's a it's a six. It's six. fine. I'm gonna give it a seven. I, I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Uh, I, I think it's a fun, mindless action film. Like if that's what you're in the mood for, and you already have a Netflix subscription, you really couldn't do much better right now. If you're looking for a damn near triple digit body count, yeah. <laughs> It yeah. might even be triple digit. Like there's yeah. just so much shooting. Yeah. That's all this movie is. And I mean, the action's cool, but at a certain point you're just doing the John Wick thing where you're just going, boo, 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 and turning around corners and doing shit like whatever. Well, next week we are staying with Netflix because they've released the last day of American crime <laughs> uh, starring Michael Pitt and Charles Copley uh, based off the recommender graphic novel of the same name. Who are uh, these people? Who are these actors? Uh, Michael Pitt, uh, probably best known for Boardwalk Empire. Uh, he played Jimmy in Boardwalk Empire. Uh, Charlotte Copley is best known for playing, I can't remember his name, but uh, the main character in District 8. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, yes. For comic book related news, he was the lead in the TV show Powers, based off the uh, Brian Michael Bendis, uh, Michael Oban, a big graphic novel. Oh, look at you go. Yeah. Listen, you are... Mr. IMDB. Yes, that is actually my official name. I, I got it changed. Uh, it cost me $200 <laughs> and a lengthy court case. Uh, <laughs> is but, that like Mr. Worldwide? Are you no, guys really don't ever compare us. <laughs> uh, but uh, So go ahead and watch Last Days of American Crime on Netflix if you want to know what we're talking about next week. Uh, but I think that's about it for this week. As always, you can email us at henchmanacomic.gmail.com. Uh, we once upon a time created an Instagram and a Facebook. Why don't you go look and see if we're still there? Yeah, one day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for the Hinge Comics, I'm not a flashback. And I'm not sober anymore. It ended. Hinge it ain't easy. <laughs> <laughs>